Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'll be your host, Jeremy Greer. This week, we are joined by Cameron. Cameron is one-third of the Monster Deer Monster podcast, um, all of which are have episodes coming out on this week. So you can listen to all of these guys. Um, and they're actually releasing an episode with me as a guest. Uh, it'll be the episode on Shin Godzilla. Just check the show notes for all of those informations. Uh, Cameron is a great guy. Me and him sat back and had a really laid back, cool conversation about his history with the series, why Dark Souls 2 is pretty awesome, um, and just everything in between, including invasions and music and everything else. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's start all the way at the beginning. Why don't you tell me about the first time you played a From Software or a Souls game? What got you started? Uh, yeah, no, that's going a fair bit back. That's 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So I, heard, I first heard about Dark Souls in 2011, which was the year it came out, if I'm remembering correctly. You know, I was just graduated high school, and a friend mentioned it in passing. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, and a few months after that, in the sort of early 2012, uh, I was really big into Borderlands back then. Like, I loved that game. <laughs> We're going somewhere with this. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like a tangent. But um, I was really into Borderlands. And when I really get into games, I like to learn as much about them as I can. So I was, you know, looking for good video producers on YouTube, reading guides online and stuff. And I found an Aussie video producer who did mostly Borderlands content. Uh, his name was Masterkiz or something. He doesn't really upload anymore but he was really good for borderlands and one day he started doing a dark souls playthrough randomly and i was like oh yeah this this looks pretty cool i'll watch this and got to the sith fight yeah the sith fight and i saw that i was like "Uh, it's just a giant dog with sword i think i gotta play the game (laughs) (laughs) that looks too crazy not to play yeah it really hit me was it Borderlands 1 or 2 that had the Dark Souls reference? Because I, I was thinking that you... Uh, Borderlands Dar- 2. was Borderlands 2, okay. Yeah. I was thinking you're like, yeah, oh, I yeah. saw a bonfire in Borderlands, and then I was like, what's that bonfire? And then I <laughs> found Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was nice to see that, though, when Borderlands 2 came out. Um, but yeah, no, I saw I saw the Sith fight and, you know, all the stuff in the Soul description about Artorias, and I'm like, oh, this, this sounds cool. I'm going to learn a little bit about this before I decide to go and buy a game because I was a poor uni student at the time. I mean, I'm still poor. I'm just not a uni student anymore. Um, <laughs> and I, I found Vardy Vidya, of course, the one and only. Uh, and he, one of his, it was his prepare to cry on Artorias. was like, oh, wow. Okay, there's some, there's some good stuff here. Not just like gameplay, but like sort of lore and story-wise. And I was like, okay, no, I guess I'll get Dark Souls. Um, and I... I started the game, so I got the game on PS3. Um, I started up, I got to the character creator, and immediately got lost, because it was confusing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just like, how do I change my face? And then you see the tiny little customized tab, and you, like, you go into that, there's the 500 options that <laughs> pop up. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's, there's, a, there's an option in there, I can't remember what it's called, it's like extravascular or something, like that changes yeah, the yeah. entire face. And it's definitely not extravascular, I know that, but I can't remember. No, it's it. so weird. Um, yeah, like the, the character like creator, so, you, you so, can just get crazy with it. Yeah, yeah, and they put they put lore in it. Like, um, if you go through the default for the different face types and um skin colors, it's like 
this is the face of this land, you know, this far away from Anolondo and these swamps and et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. They never did that again, as far as I can tell. Like, they kind of did a bit with the classes in Demon Souls, sort of, I think, if I'm remembering right. But that yeah, was I before that. The rest of the games just have, like, like a one-sentence whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, Dark Souls 1 is like, oh, no, you picked this face, you're a jubilant Katarina, I remember, is the um, <laughs> the darker-skinned guy with the really wide smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the really odd face set. Uh, Dark Souls has has a little bit of a kind of a unintentionally racist history <laughs> with, the, yeah. with the way that it portrays yeah. people. I think at one point they were going to call uh, the, the game was supposed to be like Dark Holes or something like they had. A, oh yeah, and then yeah. when they were translating it for the West, they were like, um, no, no, that's that's not good in the UK. <laughs> I've I've, uh, I've got a screenshot of uh, their Facebook back. I think mm. this was before. This may be after Dark Souls Two uh, had come out, but um, it. It, the Facebook person apparently, you know, it's a PR person, and I, I know how it is to like, mm. do that PR stuff. You kind of get in your own head about like how to approach it and what kind of language to use. And um, they started off the post with "Hey darkies," oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. then, like, and there's just a series of comments on YouTube that are just like, um, <laughs> maybe you should, maybe you should change that. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Wow, that's ridiculous. I'll see if I can if I can find the screenshot and send it to you. But it's 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 oh, pretty ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, no, that that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so they, they they have all the interesting face options, and you can go deeper. And I went deeper. Um, and I was deliberating over the class and gift choices because they all sound really cool and interesting. So I went to that paragon of video game information on the web i went to the ign guides yes yes <laughs> yes and their their number one tip was pick thief grab a spear and go to town and i was like that sounds about right you can run around really fast and you get a free master key which will probably unlock just one very important chest i, d- I didn't get the fact that the master key unlocks basically everything i was like oh there'll be a special chest you can open with this uh, and then I think I took the pendant because the guide also said absolutely take the pendant as your gift <laughs> because you know <laughs> thank early you, souls. for continuing that trolling <laughs> I-, I love you thank you very much it was it was pretty good yeah um, and so th- this character went not too bad not too badly uh, he he's still alive he hasn't gone hollow I boot him up you know once every six months just to kind of look at him. Uh, he's sitting at the Analondo bonfire because <laughs> I couldn't get past the giant sentinels because he, he had a great he had a great time up until Analondo. You know, I ran around. I was I'd never put points in vitality because I didn't understand exactly what each stat did. So I'm like, I just need to pump dexterity, right? It's mm-hmm. all I need. More dexterity, more endurance. That's that was that's what the wiki says. <laughs> Oh so, you know, I end up with this giant stamina bar and wearing light armor with like a 60 pound carry rate, carry weight, but I'm wearing 10 pounds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just spinning around like the basic hollows two shot me, but I can one shot almost any <laughs> enemy with a backstab. I'm very bad at backstabbing though. So um, it's a lot of grabbing a shield and poking, <laughs> you know, standard Dark Souls fare. Pretty much. Yeah. How everybody plays their first yeah. Dark Souls run of just basically hiding behind a shield the entire time. Yep, yep. Um, and eventually, like, I started going further afield for my information than the IGN wiki, which I found sparse in some parts. It said, I think it said, 
you should just kill this black knight and go get the ring. I'm like, oh, yeah, this shouldn't be too hard. They say, just do it. They don't give any tips for fighting him or anything. You know, walk up, try and backstab him. He turns around the second I start to backstab him and just wails on me. <laughs> followed, me followed me all the way back to the bonfire. And um, I think if you sit, they don't go away because I got up and I immediately got hit by him again. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm walking off. Uh, that must have been, I feel there was like an early glitch or something because I didn't have a proper internet connection back then, so I couldn't download any patches. But, um, <laughs> you know, ha- had a fairly rough time. And then I checked another guy and it was like, you should kill this merchant. And, oh boy, yeah, that does say, hey, darkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, um, but anyway, yeah, a guy said, you should kill the undead merchant if you're a dex build because you get a katana. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a. I'm still a teenager at that point. I'm like, oh, katanas are pretty cool. And the wiki says it's a very strong weapon. So I go and I kill this poor merchant. <laughs> All he ever wanted was my money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't believe the katana, guy and actually I'm like, specifically yeah. tells you to start murdering merchants. Like, that's a... It, it is fine for that one. Because it was a that, bad one. Yeah, that, that dude doesn't really sell a lot of stuff that you would need on a PvE playthrough. But yeah, like, yeah. Still, like maybe if you, no. maybe you forgot to get the uh, item repair box from him. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Saying? No, this, this this wasn't like the IGN guy. This was like a game fax or something where I was like, mm. best dex weapon early because <laughs> I was just like, this spear is not cutting it anymore. <laughs> I'm really bad with it. <laughs> Um, and I got my katana, and everything went cool. My Uchi katana, I should say. Um, everything went really well after that, because the Uchi katana is a great weapon. Until I got to Solaire, and I'm like, Solaire's cool, I love him. Because that character is great. I love Solaire so much. Um, but, you know, and the bridge with the Drake. And this was fine. I'm like, oh, I saw this in that guy's playthrough. I just got to run across and run down the stairs, and it's all good. I've run the stairs. And now I've got to go through here down to the sewers. Why is there a fog gate? Oh, uh, what's what's an invasion? Because the guy I'd watched had been playing <laughs> offline. <laughs> what's an invasion? <laughs> what's an invasion? Like, I'd finally managed to hook up to the internet for the first time on the PS3. I'm like, oh, play some Dark Souls. I hear you see messages and stuff. Fog gate goes up, invaded by, I can't even remember their name. But it was, this is my first invasion ever that I'd seen. And it was my first one to experience personally. It was, um... It was a dragon covenant, so completely naked, beakhead with the, the little quills and stuff, with a single, like, broken short sword. <laughs> and my internet was bad enough that he teleported 60 feet from the other end of the bridge to directly behind me, mm-hmm. backstabbed mm-hmm. me for half my health, and in the backstab animation kicked me off the cliff. Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> so, that was basically <laughs> your, like, quintessential Dark Souls invasion experience then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad internet connection. Laggy backstabs. Uh, um, and I found that uproariously funny. I had the best time with that. It was actually really great. I'm like, oh, I think that's a player. person with, with an internet connection as bad as mine kicked me off a cliff for fun. I'm into this. I didn't get invaded again on that character, unfortunately, but it was, it was fun for the one time. Um, yeah, and you know, it's invasions. I love them. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> they are. They are that. <laughs> so you, you mentioned at the very beginning uh, that when you get really into a game, you like start seeking out all of the information from mm, it, right? Is that something yeah, that yeah. you did with um, 
kind of all of the Dark Souls games? Because I know a lot of people come to these games for like that sense of discovery, but like when Dark Souls two came out, are you are you like trying to find out everything you can before the game comes out or while you're playing, or are you just going through and trying to experience it for the first time? Uh so I've Dark Souls two is where I first began to refine my from game pre research experience, which was which is boiled down to I completely spoil the first area for myself as hard as I can. And then I go and blind past that. Okay, cool. Um, but with Dark, with Dark Souls 2, it was a bit messier. It was more like, oh, I want to see a bit of this and that. And I got it on release day and played it on release day. So there was only so much I could spoil. It was a fairly unified release, if I remember correctly. There were some leaks, but I was less internet active then. So I was less aware of all the leaks. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I got a fair bit of info and I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. This torch mechanic sounds awesome. Definitely going to use that 100% of the time. Uh, <laughs> never used it in the entire in my entire 300 hours in um vanilla Dark Souls 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I went to Dark Souls 2 and I love that. That is my oh, it is it is tied for first place in my favorite from game with Bloodborne. But um, I love Dark Souls 2 so much, especially Scholar. But, you know, like I said, I put 300 hours in Dark Souls 2 vanilla, and it was great. It was just such a good time. It was Dark Souls, but more, and it felt different, and it was divorced mostly from the previous lore, which is what I wanted from a sequel to Dark Souls, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, every, everyone is always like, no, we want it more tied in with everything, and then Dark Souls 3 and everything feels like it happened yesterday as opposed to several hundred or thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me that everybody just trashed dark souls two when it came out um, because mm. it didn't have those ties. And then dark souls three was released and everybody's like, no, that's not it either. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really, I, I don't envy uh, from software as a game development studio having oh, created no. this kind no. of, you know, lightning in a bottle that is that is Demon Souls and really just mostly Dark Souls because Dark Souls was the one yeah. that kind of caught, uh, you know, the internet's imagination. So like they, yeah, know, yeah, everybody was talking about Dark Souls. Like you, you saw this entire cottage in- industry spring up, and they're like, okay, what now? And they did <laughs> Dark Souls two, and I wonder about the different world that would have we would have lived in if uh, the sequel, quote unquote, to Dark Souls one would have just been Bloodborne, right? And the yeah, time, oh, the timing so doesn't work weird. out for like the PS4 or whatever. So like, I don't think yeah, that would have ever yeah. happened. But it's kind of a fascinating thought. So yeah, oh, that'd be that'd be crazy. That'd be very interesting. <laughs> but as it is, as it is, we got Dark Souls two, which, like I said, I adore. It is, I think, partly I've got so many hours in it because it's just so long. <laughs> like <laughs> it's ridiculously large compared to the other games in the series. Um, yeah, I but, have a buddy that's been yeah. on the show that um, was on the show before he had played a lot of Dark Souls 2 and he, he DMs me every once mm. in a while and he's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in Dark Souls 2. I'm playing it on PS4 now. Like, I'm finally getting into it. And I was like, where are you at? And he's like, I think I'm about a quarter of the way in. Uh, or no, no, he, didn't, he says, I think I'm about halfway. And I was like, well, where are you at? He was like, I just killed a lost sinner. And I was like, oh boy, no, that's... <laughs> That's not, you've got wow. a way to get, like, if you, because he's playing Scholar, and, you know, I'm encouraging him to yeah, do yeah. DLC because that's some of the most yeah, part yeah. of the game. And, yeah. That's no, like, dude, that's like an eighth of the way through. Sin is like an eighth of the way through on Scholar. <laughs> <laughs> so was like, it, it's ridiculous. I think, yeah. Was mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. the um, mechanical changes that really caught your eye with uh, Dark Souls 2? Like, the, the way that, you know, 
the the stats Ooh. changed and the way that the the, the kind of motion capture changed your the way you swing weapons and things or was it did you also get super into the story as well uh i i love the mechanical changes i i really like the slower heavier in general feeling that you get in dark souls 2 you can go fairly quick but even a really fast dark souls 2 character is like a glacier compared to dark souls 1 or bloodborne or dark souls 3 characters you know um but yeah, like like I said, I like to read and learn as much as I can about games I play before I play them, while I'm playing them, after I've played them. And Dark Souls 2's story, as it is at first, was interesting enough. You know, it's like there's this evil queen and you've got to go find the king and do this and that and yada, yada, yada. Um, but then, like, afterwards, and especially with the addition of the changes in Scholar with Aldia's introduction to the story and everything... No, I love Dark Souls 2's story the best out of all the Souls games and Soulsborne games stories, I would definitely say. Something about the um, this sort of tale, I mean, if you're including the DLCs of all these separate daughters of Manus doing their own various things in all these ancient kingdoms and this story between Vendrick and Aldi of this attempt, well, these attempts, I should say, to find ways to cure the curse, whether it's by conquering other ancient kingdoms and taking their crowns and powers or whether it's by experimenting with giant and dragon souls or and you know it all comes down to king vendrick was a man who completely human essentially beat dark souls 2 without dying once because um <laughs> <laughs> that's like, an excellent like way the, of putting that yeah i'm, I'm into that <laughs> yeah yeah like like the ring the ring you get from beating dark souls 2 without dying is a ring related to vendrick it's like the ring of the king's ring or the conquering king's ring or something and it's a ring talking about how vendrick essentially did everything you did he came in he got rid of the four big bads in that particular area you know the various incarnations of great souls and built this giant kingdom but then the undead curse happened so he was entirely human this entire time and i look back i'm like i've died you know 400 plus times in dark souls 2's various incarnations easily (laughs) i would never be able to do that (laughs) i'm never going to try for the no death run because i know it's not going to work for me i'm not that good um (laughs) I just I had I had the thing that puts me off always on those on those types of challenge runs is the start from the mm. beginning. Like and I know oh, that's God, the point, yeah. right? But like if I got to like let's say that I killed all of the like if I got to uh Lothric Castle mm. and I had not mm. died and then some dude like that stupid elephant knight thing, like or, yeah, or whatever yeah. the hell it is, like killed me, I would be so mad that I would just have oh, to yeah. throw my controller through a window. And I don't want to throw my controller through a window because I don't want to buy a new controller yeah. or a new window. So or a I'm new just, window. <laughs> so I just like want to step back and be like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And like Dark Souls 2 has the, the no bonfire run as well, which is particularly cruel because there's one part in the Lost Bastille uh, after the Gargoyles where you can drop down to get to a bonfire and a small zone with, you know, an NPC invader and a key. It's... it's you go down the ladder there's all the dogs and then the npc invades i don't know if you remember yeah 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 i know where you're at Um, Mm -hmm. yeah but if you down to get to that bonfire and you're on a no bonfire run you've got to start over because the only way to get out of there is via the bonfire (laughs) oh god i didn't think about that you're right (laughs) like i saw i saw that i'm like oh no i'm definitely not trying that either (laughs) because i know i'll forget about it (laughs) And like I'm, I'm very glad that the games support that, right? Like I want, I want Dark Souls yeah, to have yeah. that kind of community around it, and that 
you know, there's been former guests of the show, uh, Nicholas, like Strenuous Orm, that does mm. uh, watching his videos of doing the Dark Souls three DLCs at Soul Level one, and I'm like, you're, you know, Oof. you're insane, and that's awesome. I can't believe, like, <laughs> I'm glad that you can have that experience. I just don't want it at all. Um, no. And that's what makes Dark Souls so so interesting, right? Is it mm. especially with Dark Souls two, it could it really allowed you to choose your own difficulty with bonfires, oh, yeah. and, and with things, and I that's something that I think yeah. that the later incarnations in the series have kind of lost. Yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite things with the um, the choose your own difficulty. Though I, after playing through, I watched someone do a blind let's play, and um, so you know, in Majula, there's the Covenant of Champions mm-hmm. uh, that makes the game like New Game Plus difficulty off the bat. <laughs> so you know, they came in and they're like, "Oh, we played Dark Souls one." It's like, "Oh, we're in the hub area. We'll explore." It's like, "Oh, this is cool. This is this rock. We'll have a look at this." It's like, "Oh, sweet. We can already join a covenant. Yeah, I'll join a covenant." <laughs> it's like, "Are you sure?" It's like, "Yeah, I want to join a covenant. I want to do multiplayer stuff." Are you really sure? Yes. Walks to the next area. It's like, you know, one hit by every single basic enemy. He's like, <laughs> "Dark Souls Two feels really unbalanced." So like a couple of episodes later, he's like, "So I did some research." <laughs> <laughs> I have found something out that you might be interested in. <laughs> yeah. Learned that you should uh, should not join the Covenant of Champions on your first playthrough. Uh, what was your uh, what was your yeah. first build through Dark Souls 2? Uh, my first build through Dark Souls 2 was... Um, so I did a Dex playthrough of Dark Souls 1 that ended at Anno Londo, and then I completed Dark Souls 1 on a quality build with... Um, it was a Black Knight Halberd, I think. I got really lucky on that drop in Dark Root. Um, and I decided, you know, I'd seen all the really cool strength build videos in Dark Souls 1. I'm like, I'm going to do a strength build in Dark Souls 2. This is what I'm going to start with. And lo and behold, Dark Souls 2 has the best greatsword because their basic greatsword is just a plank made of iron. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I picked that up, I'm like, oh, see see how that looks. I'm like, this this isn't appropriate. I, I'm using sort of just a so- surfboard on a handle. Uh <laughs> to beat to beat Hollows ahead with and I had I had a blast. I went to hand great sword with um technically a pyromancy flame in the left hand for um things like power within or buffing the weapon. Because mm-hmm. you could get the uh you could get the flame buff. If you did if you did Lost Sinner with an ascetic you could get the Witch Soul for a Pyromancy flame buff if I'm rem- it's yes, all over the yeah. place in my memory now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I did that, and that was awesome. I wore full heavy armor. Uh, I think I ended up with the throne throne defender set on by the end of the oh, game because nice. mm-hmm. I liked the cape and stuff. Yeah, and walked around with a giant greatsword, just you know, killing bosses in less than twenty hits. And I'm like, this feels really good. This is a great game because Dark Souls Two caters to that slower play as well. So it felt fine walking around, fat rolling, and you know, swinging once every five seconds. <laughs> And then, and then I went on, and this is where the 300 hours really comes in, because then I went on to create about 10 different characters, all of whom made it at least as far as Duke's Dear Freya, <laughs> with, all, with all kinds of builds. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was a blast. I had so much fun trying out everything you could do differently. It was amazing. Um, and then Scholar came around. I'm like, well, you know, I've got a PS4 now. I'll, I'll play Scholar. And um I went with a magic strength build, so an int strength build, and I just got a plus 10 magic mace and started going to town. <laughs> I love, love the maces in Dark Souls 2. Like, my, my main build so good. Scholar was um, power stancing maces, and man, that was... Yeah. Like, 
coming on the heels of because uh, my main build in Dark Souls Two was, was a hex build, which was yeah, fine yeah. and extremely OP in the main game. But when the DLC started coming out, it was like, <laughs> oh god, this is this is terrible. Um, yeah. Then going through going through that entire game with power stance maces and like the the beginning maces that you can buy from that chicken the yeah or, yeah or whatever just like plus tending those and then that crazy move set where it's just clack, 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 clack. yes oh <laughs> I love I love the dual hammer power stance <laughs> yeah no um my my favorite Dark Souls two build he didn't make it past um didn't make it past ancient dragon unfortunately because I decided to try and fight that and I should not have with this build but um. It's just two plus ten basic clubs, completely naked, <laughs> with as many you know stamina boosting rings and consumables as you can. Um, and I went in and I beat down uh, Smelter Demon in about thirty seconds. Nice. It was so good. <laughs> it's so satisfying to do do stuff like that too. Oh, man. Like I just can't yeah. I can't get over you know just being allowed to have like almost a game breaking weapon, you know, the, the game allows you to do that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's part of the appeal of souls. It's like, Oh, this is too hard. You know, just go level up 10 times to see if it's still hard. If it's still hard, go level up some more and, you know, buff that weapon up and you can, you can get way up there. It's oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the game just pours <laughs> souls on you the entire time. Um, oh yeah. What? Like, so at this point, I'm sure that you're like kind of devouring all of the, you know, the, the movie, not the movies, but the, you know, the YouTube videos and the, the community <laughs> various around videos. Yeah. How, um, how active are you in like the, or were you at this time in the, in the dark souls community? Were you participating in those conversations? Like, were you trying to get into fight clubs? Were you posting YouTube videos <laughs> or anything like that? Uh, I've never posted many YouTube videos. I've got like a couple that are like, this is my backyard. I'm, I'm a young person who doesn't know what content is. And I wanted to have, be able to remember this in 20 years time. Uh, so I'm never going to tell anyone what my YouTube channel is. Cause that's all that's on there is like okay. three, 10, 10 minute videos of we've got a nice backyard and the magpies are out. This is nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I took, uh, in Dark Souls 2, and especially in after Scholar's release, I took a fair bit of just part in discussion on um, places like Reddit and stuff with the law discussion and stuff like that. Um, I've done... Uh, I've made... Like I said, I've made a lot of characters in Dark Souls 2. I've made a lot of characters that I've started... Um, it's, this reached peach... Re- reached peak, not reached peach. Uh, reached peak in Dark Souls 3, where I made a character called Lothric Tour Guide. <laughs> So I would make co-op characters that their role was not to fight anything, but mm-hmm. to guide people through the level and make sure they found everything. So uh, it, it, it was in people's existence in Dark Souls 3, unfortunately, because my method was I'd leave a trail of prism stones so the host can always find me. Excellent. And after about, after about 10 co-op runs, which all ended in invasions, I realized that the invaders just follow the prism stones that I leave every 10 feet. <laughs> And find us very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lothric Tour Guide has put down his prism stones and taken up the point gesture. Uh, <laughs> that's that's extremely funny to me. <laughs> oh, it it was great. Um, it was even better when I started doing him as a mad phantom in Dark Souls Three, which was one of my favorite new innovations. You know, it's like you you I, I named a Lothric Tour Guide, so it made mostly went around in um the high wall. But I put down with the white soapstone. The, the mad phantom sign and I would get summoned every single time and people would be like, we're not sure if he's here to help us or to hurt us. And then I just put down a pile of prism stones, point up in the air and then just start running off towards like a secret area. 
they're like, oh, I guess he's okay. <laughs> I guess he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, God, what, he was technically technically the deck starter, the mercenary, mm-hmm. is what he started as. But then I took all his armor off, dressed him up in the basic holo gear, and gave him a st- uh, mage staff, which he doesn't use to attack. He just uses to point. So <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He's not he's not here to fight anyone. He's here to help. He's just a friendly guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so that that was that was a really just a ton of fun. Um I I love doing stuff like that. Like the the interesting invasions and co-op and multiplayer stuff in Dark Souls is what I live for, to be honest. Uh, yeah, that stuff is is that's what got me hooked on Dark Souls one way back in the day, and that's what like pulled me through Dark Souls two and I spent a lot of time yeah. as a mad phantom in Dark Souls three, <laughs> like just oh just, yeah, just palling so around good. with pals and then like you know, <laughs> you know top ten anime betrayals at the very end, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's it, it was a lot of fun. Like I wish, it, in a way, you know, I, I kind of wish they would have leaned more into the madcap chaos side of invasions as opposed to the the regimented yeah. covenant system, which where it feels like which they were trying to. In Dark Souls One, it felt like very much in the spirit of the game to get invaded anywhere, and to, to yeah. have that that trade off of being human, right? Like now you have now you can summon people to help you, but you also are opening yourself up to this to these crazy ass people that are going to come in and kill you. Like that feels like a good trade off. And then the more mm. I feel like they've tried to get away from that, right? Like they've just kept trying to like back away and be like, no, 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 all you crazy PvP people come over here into this arena or this fight club or this whatever. That's <laughs> that's where you guys go now, and then other people can just play the game. And I'm like, eh. I kind of like playing the game t- to me is kind of invading other people trying to play the game. <laughs> like that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel you there. Like dark souls would not be the same without multiplayer. And like, I say this after, you know, having spent the first 20 hours in dark souls one, not connected to the internet. It's not the same. Like dark souls generates memes to be fair. Like don't give up skeleton, for example, you know, mm-hmm. in the title, but that and there's one I never worked out in Dark Souls 2. How many times did you see messages that just said horse? <laughs> a lot, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> People love the horse thing, and I, I, I get it, like, I'm, I'm into it, like, right? I understand, yeah, but, yeah like, what, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, sometimes I felt like, like, autumn had gotten into the game, and just... oh, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn has played. Um, I put the controller in her hands for Bloodborne. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, recorded her, um, and she did way better than I thought she would uh, right off the bat. So oh, like she good. she doesn't she plays Diablo three a lot with me, and she loves co op mm, games. Mm. But anything that's in a that has to do with her kind of navigating in a three D space, especially if you <laughs> uh, like split the screen up so we're both navigating in three D space. Yeah, like we've, yeah. We've, we've shot a couple of co op games like that. There was a Lord of the Rings game that was like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's not particularly great at it, and uh, but she did really no. good at Bloodborne. Oh, like she, good. she was she was running around like you know uh, Yarnum, and then um, the first time that she died, and she got sent back to the thing, and she's like, "Wait a minute, if I die, all of the enemies come back." And I'm like, "Yeah, you have to kind of get through cool. it to the next stop." And she's like, "Yeah, oh no, I'm not doing this at all." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it is a hard kill the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And like I said, I, I love message memes above all else. Uh, uh, my my crowning moment of Dark Souls 3 was when you get to the, the, the um, not the Farron Swamp, the swamp just before that, 
but you can see this little ridge and you look out over this entire like wooded area that's two feet underwater and there was one single message looking out from this cliff face and just said time for crab <laughs> and I looked down I'm like oh yeah there are crabs and then I got down there I'm like oh no they weren't talking about those crabs they're talking about that crab <laughs> that big <laughs> that, giant that big mother crab that's, that's right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah no, the, there are some great community stuff and like, like, like you said Dark Souls should really have supported it more in the long run I feel it would have been really awesome to have like just have an area where you can get like up to 16 people in at once and be like, this is the area where everyone invades at all times. Yeah. Like just the, have a big just place. A, just, for yeah. The, one of my favorite moments in dark souls two is that fight in the DLC for his million Lois, right? Like that boss fight where you can, in scholar, especially you can roll in there with like eight dudes. Oh like, yeah. Like, Oh, it's so good. Those experiences. Like <laughs> I, I want more of that. Like, get, let me group up with a ton of people. And yeah. Gary and Cole talked about this a long time ago in bonfire side chat, mm. actually like mm. being able to, you know, and, and you're talking about a different game, right? You're talking about like about overwatch via dark souls, but like have being able yeah. to play a support character and be useful. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I just, to, I just want to put together a soul squad. I just want my soul squad. <laughs> exactly right. Like that's what everybody wants. Like, I know. I know about everybody. Yeah. Like I, I want. I want to. You know, a lot of my people. Four people that you know. I want the the healer, you know, guy, and I want my long range guy, <laughs> and I want my magic guy, and I want my yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that'd be such a good game. Like souls with actual like class roles mm-hmm. and like decent support stuff. Like you, you know, there's the few cleric spells that are like, oh, this is a small <laughs> AOE heal. When my alarm went off. Hmm. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, the, you know, some of the cleric spells are like, oh, this is a small AoE heal, and like, that's about it for like group support. And that's a little sad. They could have done more with stuff like that. But at the same time, I see why they didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, can, I can get it. Like, I understand. And that's not really the game they're trying to make, right? Like, yeah, people yeah. talk about, um, like, they want Bloodborne as a, as a walking simulator like i just want to be able to go through and i, I totally get that <laughs> and i do too but yeah, that's yeah. obviously not like the game that they're, they want to make at all like they're very focused oh on yeah no. experiences so yeah which they're very good at so you know more power to them they should keep doing it <laughs> we, we've kind of been bouncing around but uh what mm. after dark souls mm. 2 did you because that many hours in dark souls 2 did you go back and try to finish yeah. demon souls or did you go did you just wait till Bloodborne? Uh, yeah no i i did not wait till Bloodborne. i Got Demon Souls digitally on my PS3. Uh, I've yet to finish it because I got to the Penetrator and I went, no, I can't actually fight this boss with that name right now. <laughs> I, was, I was in a very fragile state of mind. And I'm like, no, I keep laughing every time I see the boss name. So I can't look at the health bar, which means he kills me very quickly because <laughs> I'm not focusing on how to pace myself through the fight. I'm like, I'm going to give this a break. There. I still haven't gone back. <laughs> every time I think thing. of going back, I'm like, I'm going to get there. And then, mm. <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. W- one of my favorite things uh, on this that's ever been said on this podcast is um, Patty from the Twin Humanities podcast. Mm. He says he met the penetrator and then he got penetrated. Like, that's just <laughs> it's one of my oh, favorite Patty. moments on this on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it would be Patty to say that, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so Patty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah no. But Demon Souls is great. I love it. Um, I started as a royal because I'm a I'm a noob and I like the easy way. And when I start a game for the first time, 
I was like, apparently Royal is easy, and it was pretty easy. So, props to whoever said that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about Demon Souls overall? Uh, I really liked it. Like, um, I said I like Dark Souls two a lot for many reasons. I actually really like the spoke more spoke like world design. For some reason, I really like, I, I love the open world of Dark Souls one as well and Bloodborne. Those are really great. But I know it's nice to go to a central area and from there go everywhere in the game but along very clearly defined paths instead of, oh, I accidentally fell off a cliff and landed in the beginnings of a zone that I was in like two hours ago. You know, I mean, that's also cool. Like you can look down from Firelink and like, oh, there's, you know, Blight Town or Lost Isolith or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, Demon Souls with, you've got your hub, which I love the Nexus just visually. It's so great. It's such a huge space with almost nothing in it except on the ground floor. <laughs> and I feel that's, really good for the atmosphere for some reason i'm not sure why no i, I like yeah. it it's um it, it results in some mechanical difficulties for me like at the very beginning yeah like, go talk to the monumental oh and, yeah that, and the monumental is something that like <laughs> it's hard to find and then you totally forget about it in your next playthrough because you only have to do it the one oh, time yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's, but, it's a you know and yeah, it's it is weird. It's like, oh no, we've made this place right up at the top. You should go there at least once. Yeah, you should go. You should go talk to the monk, the monk guy up there. He's got. They've got some info for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. And no, like I, re- I really did like Demon Souls. Like it's it's weird because I went back having played Dark Souls one and two, like finishing both of them first, and I'm like, oh, so this is where this came from, and this is where that came from, and this is the first iteration of the swamp and. Dear God, am I glad it got better over time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not great. Oh, Valley of Defilement <laughs> is painful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a it's not a fun place to be. I would say. Yeah, no, no. Oh, and there were some great moments, like um, the the second zone of Latria, where it's all the towers and bridges over that sort of blood swamp thing again. Again, swamps. Um, and I didn't realize you could go all the way down to the ground level that I should have realized in hindsight, but like at the time I was like, Oh yeah, no, you probably just something nice to fall onto in the death screen. I'm like, Oh no, you can get down here. It's filled with horrible monsters. So let's not come back here, but good to know that they went to the trouble of making the floor space real. <laughs> and you, you know, get- stuff like finding your uh, kick him off the top of a bridge at the start. Cause I'm like, well, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Demon Souls is such a weird game. Even now, like you, I look oh. back and like we're almost ten years to Demon Souls, and it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Like, what what a weird. It's game so strange. Yeah. I love it so much. It's great. I've got to finish a, it eventually. It's such a throwback to like, <laughs> the Kingsfield games, right? Like just that, weird, yeah, yeah. Obs- you know, obscured systems, like not having really any idea what's going on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. I do love Demon's Souls a lot. I'm just, you know, I can't fight the Penetrator. <laughs> I can't. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm stopping myself from breaking out laughing. <laughs> uh, maybe later you can go home and try to get Penetrated for a little while, Cameron. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, um, so I know that you're a big Bloodborne fan. Uh Yes, and, and I know you, you have Someone you have said. podcasted about your favorite Bloodborne monsters with our, with our good friend Jake Lyon. Oh yes, and, and the rest Quiet. of the crew over at Monster Deer Monster. Yeah, uh, tell yep. me about your first experience with 
Bloodborne? Uh, so I stuck to my, at that time, fairly firmed up rule of only spoil the first area for yourself, which, hey, lo and behold, what was the beta test all about? I didn't get to play, but I got to watch, and I was very interested. Uh, my favorite moment was the the sort of the league where you could glitch off a supposedly invisible walled off ledge and get down to Gascon's area mm-hmm. in the beta test when you weren't meant to, and people like, oh, there's this really fight you fight, and turns into this giant animal. I'm like, yes, this is this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> yes, and, please. But I also just remember, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just remember I was listening to um your Don't Give Up Skeleton episode with Allison earlier, and um she's talking. She was talking about how in the beta test you could see an amygdala. I think mm-hmm. I think it was Allison. Yeah, you could see it. You could see an amygdala in the beta test just hanging out on top of the um the church, and I saw that. I'm like, how how is that a beast? I'm like. Oh man, there's going to be some really weird werewolfy stuff in here. If that's what someone turned into, and like <laughs> you know, I, however long down the line, I'm like, okay, no, I'm very glad I was wrong because I love Lovecraft as well. But uh, my first personal experience with Bloodborne was uh, not knowing the not knowing how to do uh, unarmed combat or backstabs properly. So getting my ass beat by the werewolf in the clinic, yep. um, then picking the whip and not realizing how to transform weapons back, so I was stuck with a whip fo- whip in whip form instead of the stick form mechanic and got my ass beat by the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got through that eventually. <laughs> and it was it was a really fun time. Uh, out of all the games, Bloodborne is the one I'm most sort of proficient in. Mm-hmm. And I've, I put some fair time in it as well, but um, like a couple of months ago, a friend of mine started playing... And I was helping guide him through Central Yarnum, and it took him, you know, 45 minutes without dying, to his credit. He was just very careful about everything. It took him 45 minutes to reach that courtyard with the burning wealth on a cross. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he, yeah, yeah. And, and then he died to the mob there, and he's like, okay, show me, show me how you... And I'm like, okay, give me the controller. <laughs> and I did it in about 40 seconds. And he's like, what did you just do? <laughs> Are you a magic man? What, how, did, how is this possible? <laughs> And I'm like that. That's that's a hundred plus hours of running running around Bloodborne, experimenting with everything again. I, I did the same thing I did with Dark Souls 2, where I made a ton of builds, but it's Bloodborne, so I didn't make a ton of builds. I just had a ton of different weapon specializations on characters, um, and it was so good. My first experience, like I I didn't know about the Lovecraft twist, so when it came, I was way into that. Like I found the um. The, the Mad One's Wisdom, you know, the little skull cracked mm-hmm. open with the little tiny swell coming out. And it's like, you know, mine's touched by a great one can still serve a purpose even after that. I'm like, ah, I'm in the first areas, but, oh, I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I and have like, a you know, feeling that something is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 15 hours later after beating the Shadows of Yarnum and getting to the universe and like, I was right. You jumped into like an extra dimensional space in the lake. I was right. <laughs> There's a thing. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and then um then I played then I played gridiron football with Rom for about four hours trying to beat Rom. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh god, it really did so, end up being like I like that fight. So weird. Yeah. It's 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 also it's also so frustrating. <laughs> Like it's just so yeah. obnoxious. This with the way those spiders come like, down. Oh man. Oh yeah. Mine I did adore getting one shot killed by a head by a spider sort of head 
head jumping into me, sort of head down straight into the ground. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. That sounds uh, I'm, not, I'm not my yeah. I'm not much of a sports person, but my only analogy is I ended up playing it like football, where I got the biggest, nastiest weapon I could, and I started dashing, dodging between lines of defending spiders to reach the goal, which was Rom. Uh, got there eventually, and the rest of the game was amazing. Um, I loved the Eye of Sauron moment you get in the Nightmare, even though everyone hates that. I was like, oh, it's the Eye of Sauron. I'm into this. <laughs> just this tower. It's just this tower beaming light and death down on you with these weird little blood arrow things. It was so, so good visually and everything. I'm I'm into that. Like I, I feel like it's it's good. It's just when you're encountering it for the first time, it's just like, why am I dying over and over again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it does the thing mm-hmm. that uh, Yarhan mm-hmm. Ghoul does, which is kind of force you to run through an area. Um, without, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm i kind of on record for disliking t- areas that do that. I don't... Like, Yarho Ghoul turn, yeah. turns into, like, a, a football game as well, and it's... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's It's just... It's insane. <laughs> My, mind you, Yahagul pre Blood Moon is the is hands down one of the best area reveals in a game because oh, there's a giant Dementor with a sack kicking me in the face and one shotting me. I guess it's time to respawn. Why? Why is there a cutscene? Why am I in a cell? <laughs> oh, the cell's <laughs> not locked. I guess that's okay. That's fine. oh, that's why the cell wasn't locked. That's why the cell wasn't locked. They have pigs the size of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they have all these giant dementors carrying sacks around and then witches who scoop out your eyeballs, which, oh, that got me every time for about half an hour. You know, you yeah, go that's... down that stairway and they jump you from the side. Ugh. I could never dodge that. <laughs> are, I hate those witches so much. So they, good. they show up in the chalice oh. dungeons and they summon a bunch of people and yeah. I, I, I do oh, not like them. They're so annoying. So annoying in the chalices. I've told this story a couple of times, but the uh, yeah, the 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 idea that kidnapping thing and getting brought to that jail early is something that never happened to me. So oh, uh, okay, having a bunch of souls friends that were you know obviously very excited about Bloodborne when it came out and mm. doing the thing where you know you want to find out where they are, but you're not sure if they're farther than you or they're if they're behind you. Yeah, so, but you don't yeah. want to spoil them. So like having those oh, conversations yeah. and they're like, "Well, did you did you go to jail?" And I'm like, <laughs> "What are you talking about? Go to jail? Like, what do you what do you mean? It's like, what like <laughs> did you get kidnapped?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I don't know. No, I haven't been kidnapped. I don't. What do you? What, oh, what does that even man. mean?" It was like in Dark Souls three, where uh, you know, where people are yeah. like, "Did you get married?" And I'm like, "Are you what?" <laughs> no. Oh, I, I love the I love those conversations so much. Like, um, with the Ring City, I had that with um Allison. Where actually, uh, you know, there's a certain point. It, I'm sure we'll pass spoilers at this point. Um, mm-hmm. but you know the the Bridge of Death with a million arrows. Yes. <laughs> uh, so early on, because there weren't enough people in the Covenant for the bot for the church boss um if you put a white summon sign down there you would actually be summoned as an invader for that boss fight and so i was talking to allison on twitter about the ring city she's like oh i just got to the second area i'm like oh you need to you need to go to the bonfire and put down your summon sign and then do the thing and she's like what thing i'm like do the thing and then 10 minutes later she sends me another message like i did the thing and then i did the thing (laughs) 
<laughs> this is so obtuse. This is so obtuse because we're on a public platform and this DLC's been out for like all of eight hours. We don't want to spoil people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, uh, uh, the, what was your experience overall with Dark Souls 3? While we're, while we're um, I, I really like Dark Souls 3. It is my least favorite. It is, it is the red-headed stepchild of my Souls family. Um, <laughs> but I still love it very dearly. Uh, if it's a bit too linear in its approach. Like I love the open world of Dark Souls One and Bloodborne, and I love the more spoke style level world of Demon Souls and Dark Souls Two. And then Dark Souls Three, for the most part, is just a straight line, and that's not so great. It's cool that you can see how the world connects, and I really love that. Like um, you can stand up in that little balcony outside of Vort's room and look down, and with binoculars you can actually see the top of Anor Londo in the mist. Mm-hmm. There's stuff like that. I really love that. You can look out and see the whole world, but to get to Analondo, guess what you do? You walk in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. There's not really many. There's not really many side paths. There's like the Cathedral of the Deep is roughly the only side path mm-hmm. before you get to Analondo. Uh, I should say Irithil and Analondo. Um, it's a straight line yeah. with like like a bulging thing out to the side of the line, right? So like, yeah, you yeah. can go to the undead settlement and you could spend a lot of time there, or you could spend literally no time there and just go to the exit, and go yeah, to the next area, exactly, just um, run away. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's very frustrating for me because that's it. It removes any kind of like um, sequence mm. breaking or that that oh, delightful yeah. thing from from Dark Souls One, where like, hey, I'm gonna go sacrifice myself to get this cool weapon down in the catacombs, oh, yeah. right? I'm going to go sacrifice myself oh, yeah. to get the, the Great Scythe, and I'm going to have a badass. Yeah, weapon. yeah. I've earned that by doing it, and it seems like there's hardly any of that in, in Dark Souls 3. And, yeah. And, and listeners, if you if you get mad at me, like, I, I don't pay attention to Dark Souls 3 <laughs> YouTube videos, so, like, maybe there is yeah. a bunch of crazy yeah. sequence breaks that I haven't looked at now. And if there are, like, at me, like, link me. I'll, I'll definitely check yeah. that stuff out. I just... There, there's, um, there's one... Uh, which is in the high wall, you can get to the dancer fight immediately by killing the priestess. As soon as you talk, oh, you, yeah. know, you walk yeah, up, I guess talk there to is her. That. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the only one, and you, you're then like level two, and you have to beat the dancer, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna... I did that by accident on my first playthrough. Um, I accidentally hit R2, because <laughs> I put my <laughs> controller down, <laughs> and just, just straight up stabbed the priestess. I'm like, oh, well, she dropped an item. I guess I'll look at this. I'm like, oh, it says to go to a statue. And like, oh, there's a statue. I'll just wander on over there. And like the cutscene started and I'd seen the beta footage because I spoiled the first area for myself and the dancer was the boss there. And I'm like, I mean, they beat her in, they beat her in the, in the beta tests and stuff. She can't be that hard. And <laughs> no, <laughs> no, came back later. <laughs> <laughs> I have um I've done that once. There was a glitch uh and I don't remember quite how you did it, but there was a weird glitch where uh the um who is the NPC in Firelink that you can fight for the katana that's all with all the shredded clothing, like the master or whatever. Oh, um the master. Yeah. Is it the master? Yeah. You could summon yeah. him and he was basically invulnerable in that fight. So as yeah, long as, as yeah. long as you could stay away from the dancer, you could just have him <laughs> like just kill her for for you. But uh, yeah, that was yeah that was about yeah. the only way. It's that fight is really interesting to me. Like it's one of the more unique, uniquely animated bosses, and it's it comes across mm-hmm. as so alien and other. Like I, I wish they would have yeah. leaned into even more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. It spawned. There was this one really weird. 
I think it was a game theory video where they're like, oh, this is why the dance is so hard. She fights in 3-4 while the music's in 4-4 time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm not sure. That's a, that's a cool idea, man, but I'm pretty sure that's not. <laughs> I think it's just there's a lot of there's just a lot of spinning and people can't track spinning very well on a flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's an episode of uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton I recorded with a, a woman named Diana that we we talked a lot about that mm. how uh, because she approaches the games and uh, I think by the time this is out that will already have been out but anyway yeah um, she approaches the games almost from like a rhythm game standpoint um, and gets into oh like, yeah uh, no I can see that you know like dodge dodge block attack attack dodge dodge block yeah, attack, yeah. attack kind of thing and uh i think the dancer is is once you get into that rhythm it feels real good like a like a good three four oh five, yeah right? like yeah you know yeah. listening to those weird time signatures like pretty much all my experiences you know weird jazz and uh frank zappa stuff <laughs> but like yeah once you get into yeah. that groove like you can really get into that groove i think that's what resonates with a lot of people oh uh, yeah do that yeah I know weird time signatures have never been great for me, but that's because um classical composers didn't understand that seven four is hell to play on a violin. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've, like I've played certain like it's an orchestral piece, so it's not written just for violin. But it's like you know we're four four and we're four four and we go to three four for a second, and then we're like and now it's seven four. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Yeah, but, it's like, uh, da, 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 da. It's yeah, crazy. I don't even, um, I, yeah, I, I've, you know, I, I learned about all that stuff because my friends were introducing me to Weird Jazz and Frank Zappa and they, yeah, they, yeah. they could listen to it and they'd be like, yeah, this is like, you know, three fourths and a half or whatever. Like they were really good at understanding yeah. that stuff. And meanwhile, yeah. I was like nodding my head and like, yeah, I like this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> What's your uh? What's what's the thing that you want to see out of From Software next? Like, obviously, you're a huge fan of these games. Um, like, do you yeah, do yeah. you want to see a, a Dark Souls four, a Bloodborne two? Like, what, what's your what's your what's your thing? Uh, I've actually been thinking a lot about this recently. Like, I th- I think about the From Software games a lot. They are near and dear to my heart. Um, there's something that Dave, uh, one of the other hosts on Monster Jam Monster, uh, talks about a lot in our Bloodborne episodes, which is he always wanted Bloodborne to be a beasts-only game and not have the Lovecraft element. He loves the Lovecraft element. Don't give him hate. He's a lovely guy. I love him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> internet, internet, it's fine. But he was like, he was sold on Bloodborne is a werewolf game because they did the marketing really well there. And he's like, cool, I love werewolves. It's going to be a great werewolf game. And every time we've talked about Bloodborne, he's like, I would be so interested in seeing a beast-only Bloodborne game. And i got to agree, like, I don't know, make it like, prequel or set in a different country because like throughout Bloodborne they're like you know other countries and other civilizations have had problems with the beast plague it's not just Yarnum. Yarnum's just the worst because they got all that good blood right there uh, you know keeping a great one locked in the church basement is good for everyone's health um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh but you yeah, know I think it'd be really interesting to see yeah to see a Bloodborne game but the build up and like the final revelation is oh, you know, this corrupting influence in this area that's turning everyone to beasts, it was someone from Yarnum, and, like, you've got to go to Yarnum, and then they're like, that's the end of the game, and you're like, oh, it's a prequel to Bloodborne. That's why the hunter's sent to Yarnum to do whatsoever, Um, because you've got that whole mysterious past thing going on, as you do with most From Software characters. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I'd also like to honestly, I don't, I don't want to see Dark Souls Four. Um, Dark Souls is a beautiful, uh, pristine. No, I can't say it's pristine. It's a beautiful, rough, and slightly unpolished thing, which I love because a lot of my writing, uh, for personal pleasure, mostly I, I like to write stuff. Um, is also really rough and unpolished, but I like to think that people would like it if I ever publish it, which I probably won't. But Dark Souls is this beautiful and rough and slightly unpolished thing that everyone loves, and that's great, and it should be like that. Dark Souls 3 made it rough enough that I don't want it to get any rougher. (laughs) And I feel (laughs) if they do another Dark Souls, it's going to get way out there, way crazy and make zero sense entirely to the point where it's like, no, we should just chop up each Dark Souls game is its own universe. They're totally not related to each other at all. Um, (laughs) Would be preferable to having a Dark Souls 4. Uh, I would honestly like to see another Kingsfield, like FromSoft do Dark Souls style stuff, but in a first person dungeon crawler would be really cool. I would also be very much into that. Like to, just to see yeah. more of that kind of game to, you know, with, with the, you know, the technological improvements along the way. Has there been, Oh yeah, a, absolutely. Like a, like a modern day, like a, like a, a high end, maybe not triple a, but like a PS4, mm. level, um, like first person dungeon crawler recently. I can't think of any, but I, I'd also not, pay attention. Not to really. Much, so. Yeah. Like honestly, the closest you get is Skyrim, which I'm never going to play again in my life at this point because I've done enough of that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Skyrim because people are tired of me bashing Skyrim every no. time it comes up. So <laughs> no, it's fine. I loved Skyrim for the several hundred hours I lived in it, but I, I'm done. Uh, Todd Howard, please, please do something else. <laughs> yeah, just do anything else, please. <laughs> make make that game of you. You're the Teletubby. Make that Todd Howard. <laughs> have you seen that image? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite internet images. <laughs> well, Cameron, uh, oh. thank you so much for for staying up a little bit late, late tonight um, and do this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Why don't you tell mm-hmm. everybody where you can be found on the internet? Cool. So I'm me. I'm the Lord of Likes. You can find me on Twitter because I like everything there. Uh, at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, I'm also a host on the Monster Dear Monster podcast. Who would have guessed? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at mon underscore dmonster. Um, come and chat with me. Come and give us suggestions and responses for the podcast. We'd love to hear from people. Yeah, and this episode is going to come out uh, on the same day that your uh, co-host. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I don't know why this is, and I'm sorry, uh, but Ninja Badger <laughs> 7 is Matt, right? Yep, Matt yep. and I don't know, uh, it's Dave. In my head. Yeah, and Dave. Um, mm. I feel real bad because yeah. uh, I either say Matt <laughs> or Kyle in my head, and I know one of them is wrong, but mm. I never can remember which one. <laughs> so. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> my bad. I don't know what it is about your name. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst, as everybody will tell you. Um, anyway, uh-huh. <clears throat> those episodes will be coming out on the same day this does, and then um, you guys have Excellent. an episode of Monster Your Monster that I guested on that yes. we should plug. Where we oh, that about was so good. Shin Godzilla, yes. one of my favorite movies. It was. And, it was uh, wonderful, and I think that's going to be a heater of a podcast. Like when it, when that comes, oh out, yeah, I'll probably listen to it again because I had so much fun on that show. So. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun, man. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, thank you again for guesting, and thank you for allowing me to guest on your show. I appreciate it. Mm, yeah. Well, lovely to have you. Lovely to. I'm not going to say be had. That's too suggestive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about the penetrator earlier, so mm, <laughs> let's, let's that get is close. True. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I'm going to go play Demon Souls right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to all of the social media profiles, including the Instagram, where you can see quick videos of Ooh. quick video previews of each and every podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for commenting and you know liking stuff for me. I appreciate it. Thank you for leaving iTunes reviews. Uh, believe it or not, that really, really helps us like kind of grow the podcast. It makes us more visible in the on iTunes. It's dumb and it's really hard to do. So I really appreciate you guys taking the effort to do so. <laughs> it's a giant pain in the ass. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. the life that we leave live as podcasters. Um, if you want to guest on the show, don't give up skeleton.com slash contact. I am, I am taking new guests on to my list, but uh, just be aware that it's going to be a long time. I've realized I sent out a bunch of yeah. invites earlier to this recording and uh, realized that I was sending emails to people for, that had sent me an email like a year ago. So like it's, it's a ridiculous <laughs> thing. Although I will say I have a spreadsheet. I put people's name on it and I don't take their name off the spreadsheet until they tell me like, no, I don't want to do this podcast. Leave me alone. So if you, if you contact me, I will put you on the list and you'll be on the show eventually. Uh, thank you everybody again for listening. And remember, don't give up skeleton. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thank you very much again, man. This uh, was great. Oh, no. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. That was really good. It's a nice yeah. chat. It was well, a really excellent chat. Man, something about... Yeah. Uh, and it's it's not something I do a lot because dealing with, like, mm. Monster of the Week and the Days of Future cast and stuff. But, man, every time I talk, yeah. I do this podcast, I think, like, let's go play some Dark Souls. <laughs> like, that's what I want I know, to right? do. Right? <laughs>